Hey, everybody, Elizabeth here. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to make sure that you know registration is currently open for our Spring Strong Foundations cohort. Strong Foundations is a five-week strength building program brought to you by me and Morgan Bungers. Coach Morgan Bungers is one of the best, most effective strength training coaches in this country. He has worked with some of the most elite athletes in the world, and now he specializes working with people in their 40s, in their 50s, in their 60s who want everyday strength. And this is not about being able to push your suitcase into the overhead compartment on an airplane. We need to be consistently and effectively strength training if we want to maintain the strength of our immune system. Muscle is a critical part of our immune system. And if we are not actively maintaining our strength, we are losing it as we age. And that means we are losing the strength of our immune system. It's also a significant component of our overall metabolism, especially our carbohydrate metabolism. Muscle mass plays a huge role in energy, in mood, mental health, bone health, so many different things. This is just not optional, but a lot of us don't do it because we aren't sure what to do. We aren't sure what not to do. We aren't sure if we're moving well. We don't know how to accommodate for our physical limitations or our current level of fitness, and that is why you need a coach and you'd be hard-pressed to find one better than Morgan Bungers. Now, here's the thing about fitness programs. I've experienced this. My mom, who's in her 70s, has experienced this, where you buy a fitness program and then you're like, okay, but I I can't do that workout because I'm not fit enough or I don't have enough balance or I don't have that equipment or that hurts my knees or it hurts my back. And then you're sort of just left to figure it out yourself, which means we often don't do anything. The great thing about Strong Foundations is that Morgan and I are part of it every single day and you have an unlimited ability to ask us questions in a group setting or via direct message so that Morgan can help you scale for you, for whatever equipment you have, for the time that you have, for your fitness level, for your body and your physical limitations. Five weeks, there's two different tiers. There's a beginner intermediate tier. There's an intermediate advanced tier. The testimonials that we have received from our previous clients will blow your mind. You can check them out and also register for your spot by going to primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. If you are an alum, if you have been through strong foundations before, I've already emailed you a renewal link with a special renewal rate. So please use that. If you don't see that email, let me know. For the rest of you, primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation. We start on May 13th. So grab your spot now. You will have these workouts for life. Four workouts a week for five weeks, two different tiers. So you've got 40 workouts total. Plus, there is a five-part series on your pelvic floor. That is an incredibly important part of your physical fitness, of your strength, of your core strength, of your overall health, of your ability to maintain functional mobility as you get older. We want you to be a part of this. You will not regret joining the Strong Foundations cohort. It is an incredible community. 
everybody needs to be consistently and effectively strength training. And if you're not, it's probably because you don't know how to make it work for you. And it can be made to work for you. It needs to be made to work for you. Primalpotential.com forward slash strong foundation to register now. Let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am your host, Elizabeth Benton Thompson. If you want to create change in any area of your life, you're in the right place. Together, we'll explore the strategies and tools I've used to lose over 100 pounds, pay off $130,000 in debt, and become a multiple seven-figure business owner. I've supported more than 3,000 women to levels of execution and fulfillment they didn't know were possible. Together, we'll break your past patterns and eliminate the appeal of your excuses so you can get consistent, stay consistent, create the results you want, and enjoy the journey. Let's get started. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Primal Potential Podcast. I am Elizabeth Benton, and I am really excited to talk to you about consistency today. That really is the thing that stands between us and whatever it is that we want to do, truly anything. A lot of times, even when we think about relationships, right, it's consistency that stands between where we are now and an improved relationship because maybe we put in the effort every once in a while, we put in the effort when it feels easy, we put in the effort when we're in the mood, but as soon as we're irritated, as soon as we're overtired, as soon as we're stressed or we're overwhelmed, that effort disappears. And it's the same pattern keeping us from weight loss success, from fitness improvements, from business success. Oh my goodness. I So I work very closely with people who are developing different types of side hustles. It's a, it's a passion project of mine and it's something that I've spent more and more time on over the last several years. And I cannot tell you how often these differences just jump out. Like what is the difference between people who are consistent in their effort and people who aren't. If we know that, then we can begin to become the kind of person who is consistent in their effort. If we don't know the patterns, if we don't know the differences, then we keep doing what we've always done and we keep getting what we've always got. So I have not only worked with both in in helping people develop side hustles. I've absolutely worked with people who are consistent in their effort, no matter what is going on. And of course, I work with a lot of people who are not consistent. But I've also been both people. I've been consistent in my efforts in everything. And I've been inconsistent in my efforts. And so I can see in myself what shifted, what changed. I can see in the people that I work with in developing additional streams of income, but also in my work with Primal Potential. A good number of my clients are consistent in their efforts, and a lot of them are not consistent in their efforts. And it's something that I that I go through to look for what are the differences. I will spend hours going back through emails, going back through Facebook discussions to see what's different between this person and that person? What's different between the people who do these things and the people who do those things? What are the patterns? I love doing that because I know 
And I think you know that in that is the key. I've had friends who are super consistent in their efforts in a way that inspires the heck out of me. And I also have friends who are not consistent in their efforts. And I look at what's different. Other than the obvious, this person's consistent in their effort and this person's not, are there patterns of behavior? Are there ways that they think differently? Are there fundamental habits that this group has that this group doesn't? And that's what I want to talk about today. Consistency is the biggest professional passion of mine right now because that's, that's the ticket. You know, I used to do a lot of work years ago. I did a lot of work in fat loss specifically, in weight loss specifically. And people would come to me very similar to where I had been in terms of like decades of I've had this struggle for so damn long. And I spent a lot of time teaching about nutrition principles and hormone principles and lifestyle principles. But at the end of the day, what folks need is to know how to be consistent in their effort. And that is the same thing that we need if we're trying to get out of debt, if we're trying to build wealth, if we're trying to build businesses, if we're trying to improve marriages, if we're trying to get fitter than ever, we need that skill set. So I had a, a conversation, I actually observed the conversation very recently, where somebody said, I'm just not the kind of person who can set long-term goals and commit to them. And that's, I mean, it's obvious because that's why I'm 100 pounds overweight. And I was thinking to myself, it's got nothing to do with the term of your goals. That's not the reason. That's just not, that's not the reason. It's not, oh, well, if I had set short-term goals instead of long-term goals, then I would have been successful. It's about the skill set of consistency. Have you developed the skill set of consistency? And so many people in their efforts are reinforcing inconsistency because they're jumping from this plan to this program to this person to this approach to this thing. And in their pursuit of consistency, they're taking a path of inconsistency. It's not going to work. There is a skill set of consistency that when you develop it, you can apply it to everything. And you've heard me say that a million times before. But what I want to do today is talk about what is different between the people who are consistent in their action most of the time, right? The vast majority of the time. It's never going to be a 100% kind of thing. And the people who are most of the time inconsistent. One of the big ones is folks who are consistent in their effort the dramatic majority of the time have no desire for perfection, but they just know that there's always something they can do. For example, maybe they're on vacation and they're not going to get to their CrossFit class or they're not going to spend 45 minutes in the gym, but they absolutely know that they can do a 15-minute workout in their hotel room and go for a walk in the afternoon, right? They're the people who know that when they're at that resort, yeah, the food is free and it's all around, but they, they still can find those good choices and they want to because they want to really feel great. They know that there is always something they can do and that something has nothing to do with perfection. The flip side of that 
is that folks who are routinely inconsistent in their efforts, they're always seeing what's in the way, right? They're, they're measuring their idea of what their progress should be, their action should be, the standard of perfection. And when there is a reason today that that standard of perfection can't be met, they're like, oh, well, I can't today, so I guess I'll try to do it tomorrow. How do we make this shift? When you start talking yourself out of action because the action that you think you should take, the action you planned to take, that perfect approach isn't available, start to look at what you can do anyway. If you don't have time to get to the gym, decide I'm going to do five minutes in my bedroom before I go to work because that something matters. It's, it's not the five minutes of working out. It is the mindset of there's always something I can do. And I won't let the idea of what it should be or could be talk me out of what it can be or will be today. It's when you go to an Italian restaurant and you were planning to go someplace else where you knew you could get a steak and a salad, but this place, the only option is pasta, you don't just say, well, pfft, screw it, I might as well get the fettuccine and have some bread and a glass of wine, and I mean, hey, since I already did it, let's have a tiramisu at the end of the meal. Maybe you say, you know what, I'm going to have some pasta but I'm going to treat it more like a side and I'm going to go really heavy on the salad and the meatballs or the chicken or whatever. And I'm just going to have a few bites of the pasta and enjoy the heck out of it, but focus on other things. Start to become someone who is always looking at what you can do instead of making the case for what you can't do because the standard that you've set in your imagination isn't available to you today. The reality is that the way it could be or should be that ideal in your mind, life is rarely going to measure up that way. And that is true in our work life. It's true in our parenting life. It's true in our marriage. That the way you'd love to see it go, it's probably not going to unfold that way. So let's start operating outside of these rigid confines of the way we hoped it would have been. I recently started doing a new weight training program because I'm excited to regain a lot of strength that I lost in three back-to-back -back pregnancies and C-sections and all that sort of thing. And I take Roman along for my workout with me. And it is so freaking imperfect, you guys. The other day I was laying flat on the bench and I was doing um, like uh, peck flies. And every single time I would open my arms, Roman would grab onto one of my arms and he thought it was so funny. And he's like trying to climb my arm. And then when he realizes he can't climb my arm, he comes over to my head and he's like putting his hands over my eyes and he's kissing my face. And there was a time when I would have thought, okay, I mean... What's the point? I can't do this now. I'll try and do it later. But then later would be in competition with a million other things that happen later in the day. 
And now I am excited for every single imperfect workout because the reality is the majority of my workouts are going to be imperfect in one way or another. Maybe it's because I rolled my ankle when the dog took off running at night after a cat that happened the other day. I rolled my ankle and it's bugging me. But the fact is it's going to be something like that. It's going to be Roman trying to climb me or just yesterday Roman was out there working out with me and he tripped and he fell and he hit his chest on the like leg of the weight bench and he was screaming and crying and I had to take four or five minutes to hold him and talk to him and get him back to running around playing. Most of the time, something like that is going to be at play. A bum knee, a sore back, a tweaked shoulder, short on time. Start seeing that as just expect it. Don't let that come out of left field and surprise you. The same thing is true with food. People who are consistent the majority of the time in their effort, in their actions, they know that they're not necessarily going to feel like the chicken that was on the menu for tonight or the salad that they packed for lunch. And so they're either not making the decision based on how they feel, because, I mean, I didn't ever feel like waking up to go to work when my alarm went off when I worked in corporate America. But I still went all the time, right? Sometimes we just don't have our choices hinge on how we feel. But the other piece of it, and I talked about this in a, in a recent Saturday show, uh, is not just having healthy options on hand, but make sure you're being intelligent and strategic enough to say, I have healthy options on hand that are things I look forward to eating, A lot of times it's this notion of perfection that we just talked about that the workout should be this long or it should be at a gym or it shouldn't include a kid crawling all over you. The notion of perfection that says, well, I should have leafy green vegetables uh, at least once a day. But you hate leafy green vegetables. Don't let the notion of what it should be get in the way of your execution, of your doing, of your plan. I am not a leafy green vegetable person in the winter, right? In the summer, I'm all about some salads. In the winter, it's like my taste buds change completely and I have no desire for it. So I buy dramatically less of those things. I'm not trying to tell myself, well, yeah, I'm going to do a salad with leftovers. I know that works for me in the summer. It doesn't work for me in the winter. So I'm not setting myself up based on an ideal. Like, yes, salads are healthy. It's easy to pack in a million nutrients, yada, yada, yada. That doesn't work for me. So I would rather do something like chicken thighs or do something like charcuterie or do something like spaghetti squash. Start looking at what you can do. The other huge thing that differentiates those who are consistent in their effort and those who are not, who are consistent in their behaviors and those who are not, is that people who are not consistent start bringing tomorrow's intentions into the conversation about today's plans. And people who are consistent, routinely, they understand that tomorrow's intentions just have no place in today's plan. And what I mean by that is, well, I'm going to do better tomorrow. I'm going to get this out of my system today. And tomorrow I'm going to start fresh. Or I'm going to make time for that workout tomorrow. Tomorrow's fine. Whatever. Tomorrow will be here. But don't Make adjustments for today based on what you pledge to do tomorrow. Become someone who just doesn't bring that into the conversation, doesn't bring that into the narrative. It just has no place. 
it will still spontaneously come into your mind because for most people who are inconsistent in their actions, it's a pattern. And that's okay. You don't have to think, oh, crap, here I am again thinking about what I'm going to do tomorrow as a way of letting myself off the hook for what I said I would do today. Just remind yourself in those moments, use those moments where those thoughts spontaneously arise as an opportunity to practice the new pattern, which is, cool, tomorrow I'll deal with you then. Today, I'm looking at what I can do. I'm going to use this opportunity that came to me with the gift of awareness to remind myself that tomorrow's intentions have zero place, no place at all in today's plans. So often we just think we're going to get to it later, right? And so often later is tomorrow or later is on Monday or later is after the holidays. No, no. Tomorrow's intentions, whether that's the literal tomorrow or it's down the road tomorrow, they just have no place in today's plans. I like to think of this with the the visual. I'm sure so many of you have heard this before. Like if you have a vase, right? If you are tasked to fill up the vase with both rocks and sand, big rocks and sand. If you fill it with sand first, there's not going to be space for the rocks. But if you fill it with the rocks first, there's plenty of space for the sand. This is how I like to think about it in terms of the execution. Because listen, getting things done today is not always an easy task. And I am seeing that firsthand I get up at 1.55 in the morning. I know that sounds terrible. It is terrible. But that is just the reality of how we're, we're handling life with the twins and the fact that they have to eat every three hours. And that, that in and of itself takes, you know, nearly two hours. Um, I get up at 1.55 in the morning. All right. I'm feeding babies, rocking babies, burping babies, getting them back to sleep, uh, changing diapers, picking up diapers, pumping, washing bottles, making bottles, you name it. And then when Roman wakes up, it's even crazier, right? I've got to feed Roman. I've got to feed myself. Oh my gosh, there's more bottles. My pump isn't clean. <laughs> All of that. And it just goes on and on and on and on and on. Those things, as important as they are, that's the sand, right? So if I am hoping that I'm going to fit in a workout or fit in prepping a healthy meal or fit in journaling or getting some work done, I'm not going to. I have to do those things first. Obviously, the way that it looks for me will hopefully be very different from the way that it looks for you because ho- hopefully you're not waking up at 1.55 in the morning and, and I would imagine that a lot of you do not have three kids under two, including newborn twins. But what that looks like for me, I talked about this uh, in a recent Saturday episode when I was giving an update on uh, my weight loss journey. As soon as breakfast with Roman is done, we go out to the office. Most of the time, because it's in the morning, Chris is here and Chris can stay with the twins. But otherwise, if he's for some reason not going to be there, I'm going to bring the twins out. I'm going to have it be a whole family thing or I'm going to bring my dumbbells into the living room and do it there. That means that sometimes I'm working out while babies are crying or fussing or I'm stopping to do a diaper change, but I have to have that fill the space instead of hoping to jam it in 
on top of all that other stuff. It's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. I've, I've tried so many ways of fitting in workouts and I'll do it after Roman goes to bed, but it's just not practical. So I make sure that I'm strategic about those things, that I have those rocks accounted for. I know where and when they're going to fit in as soon as my day begins and everything else fits in around that. Because look, the kids are going to get fed and the diapers are going to get changed and the laundry is going to somehow get done. Might not get folded, might not get put away, but nobody's going to be running around naked because there's no more clothes. That stuff's going to get done no matter what. But we have to be intentional about the things that move us forward. You're not just going to face it. I have this conversation with my husband constantly because he is working on, and he's very forward about this, um, so I know I'm not saying anything out of turn here. He's working on getting exercise in every single day. He's working on eating better, things that most of us are working on. He, he's working on being intentional about reading every single day. He's not been a big reader. And for the first few weeks, he was just waiting until the end of the day and then feeling stressed and pressured that there was no time. And I, and I kept saying to him, what if you try to fit it in a little bit earlier? Because what was happening is it would be 9 or 10 at 11 or ni- at night and both of the twins would be screaming and he would be unnecessarily aggravated. Not that, you know, obviously baby screaming can be aggravated, but aggravation on top of what can be a stressful thing because these other things were, were hanging over his head. And I told him, when you are holding a sleeping baby at 7.30 in the morning, grab your book and do your reading then, you know that you can check it off the list. You know that that's then done and it's no longer hanging over your head really be intentional about, you know what, before I play that game on my phone, before I scroll through Facebook, before I do anything on TikTok, I do these things that are important to me first. When we look at the patterns that differentiate people who execute consistently and people who don't, that's a big one. So many times when we struggle to be consistent, we are giving that primary, that preferential energy and time to things that don't matter. We're, we never don't have time to scroll Facebook. We didn't run out of time to watch that show on TV. We still had time to scroll through Instagram or respond to these stupid emails or shop this holiday sale. Before you do those things that are a lower priority, do the things that you have established are a higher priority. And of course, don't have too many of those things. You just can't. Um, one of the things that I realized, gosh, when was this? I talked about it on the podcast. I can't remember if it was maybe six months ago. I think it was when I was pregnant with the twins, but I don't really remember. But what happened was I was feeling a lot of pressure about getting work done. And when Roman would go to bed at night, I would think, this is when I'm going to work out, but I should work. I have so much work I need to do and I'm not getting it done during the day. I should work. So I can't work out because I should work. And then I had this moment of realizing that when I say, well, I can't work out tonight because I need to work, I am saying that I value my work more than I value my health. Because if we look at how we spend our time, that's what it says. And it was that awareness that shifted me to say, I can't 
I can't do that anymore. I absolutely can't do that anymore because it's just not true. It's not true that I value my uh, my work more than I value my health. There's nothing that is more valuable than my health. I mean, even when it comes to my kids, because if I'm not healthy, they suffer. They don't get the best example. They don't get the best of my time. They don't get the best of my energy. And so how we use our time really reflects what we value and what we prioritize. So if you are finding that there's time to scroll through Instagram or TikTok, there's time to you know, do whatever it is, watch Yellowstone, but you don't have time to get a workout in, what you're telling yourself is that you value a fictional show on television, you value what other people are sharing on social media more than you value your health. That's just, that's just not going to fly. It's not going to get you where you want to go. It's just not. The other big thing, and and this kind of overlaps what we talked about first in terms of there's always something you can do. There's always going to be a very valid excuse. Because, I mean, really, we convince ourselves of validity. It's, it's It's an imaginary concept. But people who are consistently in action are not people who are saying, well, I was doing really well, but then the kids had break or my parent got sick or, and and listen, I want you to remember that I said valid. Having somebody in your family who is ill or having a situation with your children or going through something personal, it's valid. If you let that get in the way of your goals, there will always be something in the way of your goals. Always. So I shared with you guys, uh, I don't know, I think on a recent Saturday episode that um, we had taken Charlie, one of the newborn twins, and in my mind they're still newborn because really developmentally and size-wise they're, you know, four weeks old. Um, We'd taken one of them to the emergency room. And it turns out she had COVID and so did I. And uh, we were the only ones that got tested. But, you know, I imagine that pretty much everybody in the house did based on how everybody was feeling. And you know what? I can still and I did still eat well. I can still and I did still work out. No, I wasn't going jogging. I wasn't going to the gym with other people. I wasn't really pushing my body to the limit. But I absolutely could walk. I could absolutely stretch. I could absolutely do my core rehabilitation work. I might not feel like it, but there is always a reason. Same thing when the twins were in the NICU. I had every reason, valid reason to say like, I just can't handle whatever it is, the workout, the eating well. There's always going to be something like that. So you just have to decide that there is nothing, absolutely nothing Not illness, not injury, not death, not anything that I will allow to be the reason that I say I can't take care of my health. No, there's just nothing anymore. There is nothing. And obviously, you know, that's true of of any goal. You can say that there is just no circumstance that I am going to use as the reason that I can't make progress because there's always a way. It might look different, probably will look different from how you thought it would look, but there is always, always, always a way. 
there's so much to the skill of building consistency. A lot of it is how we think. A lot of it is how we use our time. A lot of it is things like accountability and awareness and really paying attention to what you think and how you think and why you think that and how you respond to different things and how you learn from the patterns that you notice about yourself. These are all things that we work through in the consistency course. We do it through one-on-one coaching. We do it through modules. We do it through cheat sheets to help keep this stuff top of mind because it can be very challenging to do that. Make sure that if this is something you know you need to work on, make sure you're on the wait list. It's opening very, very soon. We are opening a limited number of spots into the consistency course. Again, the spots are limited because I don't have the availability on my calendar to talk to people one-on-one in an unlimited fashion. So I limit it based on what I know I can be responsive to, what I know I have space for, for scheduling calls and things like that on my calendar for the personalized intake stuff and all of that. So If you're not on the wait list, make sure you get on the wait list. You just go to primalpotential.com forward slash the dash consistency dash course. Primalpotential.com forward slash the dash consistency dash course. I'll also link that in the show description. If for some reason you can't remember the URL I just read out or you can't find it in the show description, just direct message me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton and, uh, I will make sure to give you the link because I would imagine it will only open to the waitlist. Maybe not. We might open it to everybody, but uh, that is certainly where we will start. And let's just really do this work and put this, like, gosh, so many of us have been struggling with the same thing for just way too long. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I don't want it to be that way for you. So let's use this as the time and the way and the tool to make the change. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. If you enjoyed it, make sure to take a few seconds to leave a rating and review on whatever platform you're listening. It not only supports the show in a huge way, but it also automatically enters you into our weekly product giveaway. For more tools, tips, and strategies on creating change, check out my first book, Chasing Cupcakes, and follow me on Instagram at Elizabeth Benton. Remember, every choice is a chance, and I'll see you next time.